Hey, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and as always, I am so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. Today, I want to speak to you about the story of Abraham and Isaac. Um, And before we get in, I just want to encourage you to hear this message again for the first time. This is something that is new to me. Um, I don't believe that I've ever spoken or shared my heart on this passage of scripture, but I know that if you have been in the in the study of scripture much at all, you are probably very familiar with this passage found in Genesis 22 that we're going to cover today. However, I want you to be encouraged um, to allow the word and the breath of Yahweh and Holy Ghost um, to just breathe on this. Um, whether whether you're familiar with the passage of scripture or not, I think it's so important that we allow it to be living and we hear what Yahweh desires to speak pertaining to that scripture for today. So even if it's a scripture that you've heard 50 times or a hundred times or you've read this this passage you know for the past 30 years, um, please allow this to be new and life-giving to us today, that we don't put Yahweh in that box and say, oh man, I've heard this before, I've, I've been there before. Let it be something new, and hopefully what I share with you is an encouragement to you today. So before we jump into this passage of Abraham and Isaac, I want to lay a little bit of a foundation here. So Abraham was married to Sarah, and they were given a word by Yahweh um, that he would be a father of many generations, that that the descendants that he had would be innumerable as the, the sand on the seashore, the stars in the sky, but they had no children um, and they were getting old, okay? So, so um, this was a, a big deal because Yahweh had given them a word, but they were faced with a challenge, and that challenge was that they could either believe the word of Yahweh or they could measure the word of Yahweh according to the way things look. Now, in Isaiah chapter 11, we see that Daniel says, I will not judge by the sight of my eyes nor decide after the hearing of my ears. One of the biggest things that I have struggled with is whenever Yahweh releases a word, I tend to measure that word with a crooked stick. And that crooked stick is by putting it up against the way things look and sound or the way that I believe they should look or sound. And so Abraham did the same thing. So so he was believing for many children, but Sarah was up in age. And so he had this servant that, that he tried to force um, the the childbearing process with. And so she became pregnant. Um, he had a child named Ishmael, right? And so you've probably heard this before, but, but whenever Yahweh gives us a word, our responsibility is not always to go make it happen. Sometimes it's to remain in position and simply trust his will, uh, to be able to trust him, period. And so Abraham didn't believe that Yahweh was going to do this the way that he said he was going to do it. And so he tried to force it and make things happen. The the thing that I want to bring out here is that you can receive the promise that Yahweh has given you, which in this case um, is Isaac, or you can create something um, that will be cursed. It, it's not designed to receive the blessing, and that is Ishmael. Uh, there's a lot more to that story, but that's not what I want to share with you today. Um, 
So you you move forward, and so they had Ishmael, had a lot of problems. Abraham was never settled in his spirit because he knew it wasn't right. And now he still believes that Yahweh will fulfill the word that he had originally spoken. Go figure, right? And so that's a big deal because I believe that oftentimes we may be faced with that. There may be a dream or a promise that Yahweh has placed within our hearts, and it is very easy to kind of set in in receiving something less than what Yahweh has spoken because maybe the thing that he told us is just too great to actually come true, right? And so do not stop believing. I'm not going to try to turn into Journey right now uh, and sing that song for you, but I'm sure you've heard it before. Don't stop believing, right? And so here we are, and, and I want to fast forward because now Abraham has Isaac. And this passage of scripture is found in Genesis chapter 22. I want to read through this and then share a few thoughts with you. In verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that Yahweh tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which Yahweh had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son Yahweh will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. They came to the place of which Yahweh had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram. He offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So here we go. We could continue on, um, but there's several things that I want to share with you. Number one, I think it's important that whenever Yahweh calls our name and he called out to Abraham, that we respond to that. Um, it, it takes a place of, of alignment and proper position for us to be able to hear the voice of Yahweh, but it takes a heart that is turned towards someone to be able to respond to them. And oftentimes, I think that we allow, at least I'll speak for myself, oftentimes I allow myself to become distracted by things to where I may hear the word of Yahweh, the voice of Yahweh, um, but I may be too busy 
in that moment to respond. And so Abraham was positioned in a place to where when Yahweh had spoken to him, he responded and said, here I am. And so Yahweh's command to him was to take his son and also said his only son, Isaac, whom you love. Now, the problem here is that Abraham had more than one son. Isaac was not the only one. He also had Ishmael, um, who had been, you know, basically given a bribe, been been given hush money uh, to be able to move out of the land to not create a stink or a distraction um, because he was almost embarrassed of what he had done to create Ishmael. But he asked him to go to the land of Moriah and offer his son up as a burnt offering. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. We hear stories like this, and and I want to take this off of the, the Sunday morning flannel board for you because I can picture, you know, going to my, my little Baptist school growing up in, in vacation Bible school uh, before we attended Gates of Zion. And I can remember what the little Abraham flannel piece looked like. I can remember the little Isaac. I can remember the donkeys. I can remember the mountain, uh, the ram, and all this stuff. But if Yahweh were to ask me today, Parker, and I said, here I am. And he says, take your son, your only son whom you love, Eli, you know, my oldest, and and go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering in the mountains. And I'll tell you, and I'm thinking to myself, this is not the word of Yahweh to me. Like, man, this takes a level of maturity um, for him to be able to know what Yahweh has asked for. But I love this, that he never told Isaac that he was carrying him up the mountain to sacrifice him. He said that we were going to worship together right? He said, we will go worship and we will come back to you. And so they saddled up. He had other young men with him, but only Abraham and Isaac were the two that ascended up the mountain. Now, take notice of what happens as they go up the mountain. It's it's fire and wood that are carried up. It was the wood of the burnt offering that was laid upon Isaac, but Abraham, the father, carried the fire and the knife. And so he had the flint to be able to start the fire. He had the knife. And and folks, I want to encourage you again that this is the importance of what spiritual authority looks like. Um, And it's, it's that the father has the responsibility to carry the fire and the knife to be able to burn away and to be able to cut away things that are contrary to your scroll, contrary to the design that Yahweh had in mind whenever he formed and fashioned us. But it's the responsibility of the son to carry the wood. The wood was the fuel for the fire. And so as they went up to worship, quote unquote, um, it was that Isaac carried the fuel for what would be necessary to provide a sacrifice, but the father carried the thing that would begin to spark that very thing that would allow the sacrifice to be given unto Yahweh. Things look very different now for the the offerings and the burnt offering as we know that Yeshua is the door and He became the ultimate sacrifice. So we don't have to do this before we come into the presence of Yahweh any longer. We have, if you will, an open invitation uh, to be able to come into the most holy place. And that is so amazing. But but they go up and they built this this altar 
They built it together. It, it's, it's fathers and sons that are building in order to bless the heart of Yahweh. And, and I believe that that is still such a vital key of what the kingdom of heaven looks like now is that there are fathers and there are sons that are building together. But this is where... <laughs> It kind of took a turn, right? This is where um, Isaac was bound up and laid upon the altar, and Abraham had stretched out his hand. Now, I believe even though he knew that Yahweh may not take his son from him, this was a promise that the father had given him. This is something that Abraham had believed for with his wife, Sarah. I could imagine that he didn't tell her what Yahweh had spoken because I think that any mom that's protective and loves her children would never allow a father to come out and and kill their children, right? I mean, like this is... This is a real story. Like it's, it's one of those things that we can't just allow it to be uh, something that is insignificant. This is a very big deal. And and if I were Abraham, uh, if my hands were up above my head, I probably would have hesitated, even if I made it to that point, and been like, "Okay, Yahweh, you can send an angel. You can give me instruction now uh, to be able to not have to do this." To my son, but this is where there there was an a test of trust that had taken place, and and this is kind of really what I want to come back around to is that I feel in my heart and in my spirit. I know this personally for myself, but I, I just have a feeling that this is for more than just me and my wife. That there are promises. And there are dreams that Yahweh has given you that you have laid down before him um, for the sake of trusting him with his promise or his word unto you. And, and it's one of those things where you kind of lay back your own ambitions and your motives um, to be able to just be pure and allow Yahweh to work and speak through you. But it was never a thing that Yahweh desired to consume. However, it was something that he had asked for you and I to be able to entrust him with, that he could present that back to us in a place to where it did not hold a high place in our lives. Now, you could imagine that sometimes when the promises of Yahweh are fulfilled in your lives, you may begin to overvalue those things um, even beyond who Yahweh is. And, and I feel like that this may be one of those things. I've had um, moments in my life where I've had to come back and put things back into a proper position or perspective, that, that it's not about the promise necessarily that Yahweh has given us, but the source of those promises that He who is faithful to call you will also do it. First Thessalonians 5, 24, if I'm not mistaken, but that is such a big deal because even though Yahweh promises us things, He will also fulfill those things in our lives. And what I want to encourage you to do today is, is as you stand there, before you just slaughter, <laughs> for lack of better words, um, what Yahweh has asked you to place on the altar, please know that He may very well preserve those things for you and then represent them for you so you can walk into a mature relationship with the fulfillment of His Word in your life. So I know I'm kind of running out of time here. There was a lot more I wanted to share about that. But if you get a chance, look at Genesis 22. I wanted to go through verses 1 through 19. I think we made it through verse 14, if I'm not mistaken. Um 
But please be encouraged by this because I believe that there is a restoration of hopes and dreams that is taking place in our lives if we will be willing to receive what we have entrusted the Father to steward, being given back unto us, that we can be faithful to steward over that and present it back unto the Father fulfilled. There's there's so much more about this lineage and, and so much more here uh, that comes through Isaac. But family, thank you for your engagement. Um, It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to have opportunity like this to be able to share my heart with you. And I hope that you found some encouragement in this this message today. Uh, But we love you, so grateful for you, and look forward to the next time we can be together.